Well, we're back after almost a year, everybody. Almost a year. 11 months. A completely annual <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it's going to become just five and then 10. Now, we want to make a effort here to make the Clueless Casts, the completely Clueless Casts, more regular. Um, we tweeted out about, you know, tell us what you want us to talk about. Um as well as you can go to the site, which is completely cluelesscast.com. Or you can email completely cluelesscast at gmail.com. If you have any, you know, ideas um, on what you want to talk, what you want us to talk about in the future, we're going to mostly probably talk about video games today because um, that's what there's the most about that we probably have to talk about. Um, and it aligns with our interests, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, is there is there we play a lot of video games and we were kind of in the zone of like video game updates and uh you know news and stuff. So yeah, trying to always see what is new. Um this is there's two things to the first thing I wanted to talk to you about, which is about No Man's Sky. There was an update, uh that's the Outlaws update that's supposedly this pretty big update. They're already in three point whatever of No Man's Sky, which I didn't even know they were in. 3.8 something of no man's sky. Um, yeah, but then also their devs said that they are working on a new game, um, that would feel impossible even with a thousand people working on it. Yeah. Does that just this set is us from up the for, same, yeah, this is from the same game developer who touted their game as being this like massive, unbelievable, unbelievable open world experience. And and then obviously, I mean, you guys have heard about the no man's sky debacle that, that did not happen. And it has gotten to that point now. Yeah. Like they've definitely they worked very updates, hard but- and they, and from what I've heard, I haven't played it pretty much since the initial release, but from what I've heard is it is actually really good now, but it's a bit concerning when you have a company that, you know, did, <laughs> out a new game coming out as being as big as it was and then it wasn't and now they had to go back and kind of fix things and now they're touting you know a possible new game where it would feel impossible like that's not a that's not a good start I feel like, to, yeah that's not a good starting point for <laughs> no like maybe learn from the mistakes previous or I don't know if they have, maybe they have, maybe they're doing a thing where they're saying, Hey, this, you know, we're, we're trying to do something really spontaneous or like really big and just trying to make something really awesome. But we've learned to maybe not release it so early. You know, that's what I think. uh, I think that's an issue with a lot of game developers. Honestly, I think they push games a little bit too early because they're trying to release it in the hype window, you know, where everybody's still talking about it. Everyone's still interested in it and they want to get it out and get the sales and then they can worry about updates later. But I mean, we saw that that was kind of, they were shooting themselves in the foot by doing that. And a lot of people never went back and played the game after they made it better. I mean, thankfully some people did for them, you know, it, it, it does help their game, but it was, uh, I don't know. It just it's it doesn't seem like a good idea to to have a company that kind of flopped on the initial release, being like, well, "We got something that's impossible." Wait, we're going to do we have a thousand it, people working yeah, on it. Yeah, something even more impossible and unbelievable. That's and and it could be. I hope they learn, and I hope they go into you know do early access or closed beta or something for this next thing. If it is something that's that big, and they work on it and actually, you know, flesh it out before launching it or at least set expectations properly. But when you hear an article like that or a couple like that, where that, that is concerning. They did this the first time they oversold it the first time. I know that's a problem, right? And just in general with marketing, um, the marketing expectations definitely as companies get bigger, that's the one thing with them. They're still not huge, right? They're still not this multi, at least I don't believe, you know, they're still not this, humongous dev. So it's concerning when um, even smaller devs kind of over market themselves and over market what they're capable of. And I don't say that in a, you know, trying to say it in a rude way. It's just, you need to set expectations properly oh. because if you do, you then get so many more people to, to kind of 
like support you and lift you up and say, Hey, this is only a small game. This is only a $10, $20 game. Set your expectations aligned with that as opposed to, you know, over marketing a $60 game that, that doesn't have that much to it. Yeah. Just to put it in perspective, um, as of 2020, I don't know if they've, they've expanded in the two years, but apparently hello games had 26 employees as of 2020. Yes. Yeah, so they're a pretty small indie dev. I they're mean, a pretty small developer. And then they said and, a new game, which would feel impossible, even with a team of a thousand people working on it. I don't know what that, uh, so, yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, I, I like seeing companies be ambitious and, and want to make, you know, really insane games with like massive open worlds or, I mean, they haven't really talked about what their new project is, but I mean, I'm, it's exciting to hear that, but also at the same time, it's like, you don't want to overshoot it. You don't want to go so far that you're going to make something that is just not possible for you to do. I mean, I don't know how big Hello Games was when No Man's Sky initially released, but I know it was probably a lot less than 26 that they have now. Yeah. So it's like, I, I, I don't know. I guess we got to wait and see. Maybe they did learn some lessons from the initial release of no man's sky, or, or maybe it's going to be kind of like what you were saying that the, the early access and kind of get people in, you know, when the game is playable for a, for a cheaper cost. And then they're, you're constantly updating it throughout the, you know, life of the game. But from what I've heard, No Man's Sky now is actually really good. Yeah, might be something to be worth jumping back into and just seeing how different it is now. But yeah, it's it's exciting and concerning at the same time. Yeah, exactly. I think there's a lot of these upcoming things that are exactly that, where you've potentially heard about them for so long. And some of them can live up to that marketing hype and then some can, can kind of miss it. Um, we were talking about Hogwarts legacy and the trailers yeah. and kind of expectations. I mean, this is something that was rumored a couple of years ago and nothing else came out about it, which was, you know, crazy that there wasn't more of a leak to it. Um, and then, yeah, it was a huge thing at the state of play and it looks really, really cool and really, really in depth. I'm just hoping that it, it can, that can kind of live up to what it looks like. Cause again, marketing can make it. And that's where I, 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 I'm, I'm the type of person that typically I would say I don't pre-order definitely in this day and age where you can get things digitally instantly, unless you want something and you're, you're so tied to a, a game or a series you probably shouldn't pre-order. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> I would agree. Like I've learned my lesson the hard way, unfortunately, but it, it, it wasn't always like that. You know, it, it used to be, you get excited for something, you pre-order it, you wait for it to come out and you play it. Nowadays, it's just every, there's so many games releasing all the time. And there's so many developers that are, flaunting a lot of features and all this stuff. And you just, you never know because we've gotten to the point with technology where they can make these trailers look so much better than what the game actually is when it drops and spending that amount of money to pre-order it. You know, you might end up getting burned <laughs> cyberpunk. Um, but I don't know, like for me with Hogwarts legacy, I'm not a big Harry Potter fan. And I know a lot of people are going to, probably lose their minds about that. But I just, I never really got like super into that world. The movies are interesting, you know, for the most part, I never read the books. So I just, I don't have a massive connection to it. But even when I saw the trailer, I thought that looks really interesting. Like I'm actually pretty excited for this to come out and, and try it and see what it is. But again, I'm not going to pre-order. I'm going to wait for this to drop. I'm going to wait to see people's reaction, watch a couple reviews. And see if it's worth getting into. Yeah, there's but. yeah, there's no uh, for for me too. There's there's no need now. Definitely when you can see reviews as well as you know people can pick stuff up day one and and you can kind of get a feel for overall how it's doing yeah. and and what kind of but you know I don't know I don't think from what they showed I don't think there's multiplayer or anything so I don't think there's anything that's really server dependent all that stuff but I don't know I don't know if that's something they're gonna implement like. 
WB, I think well, WB Games is doing it, and I don't think. Um, yeah, so WB Games, I believe, is the um, the publisher, right? Yeah, and I think Avalanche yep. is the developer. Yeah, and the good Avalanche, um, uh, Avalanche yeah. that made um, the. But yeah, they. Uh, you're saying it's not multiplayer? I thought. I thought the whole point of this was to be an MMO. If unless Hogwarts Legacy, yeah, unless I got the wrong um, thing completely out of it, I, I believe that it was. Maybe I heard. Maybe I got the wrong thing completely. Yeah, but I just got I, it. I, I thought I heard it was going to be an MMO. No, I just got it as a that it's a role playing game that's a third person. You know, coming to all the hmm. coming to all the platforms. That changes it for me, honestly. Oh, okay. Because I mean, as much as I think it would be enjoyable. In a single player experience, obviously, like, at least for me personally, I, I prefer to play games with, you know, friends yeah. and like yeah, other, that, have yeah. other people around. I find a lot more enjoyment out of doing that. It does say single player only. Yeah. On, I think uh, they're going for wiki. I think they're going for, unfortunate. Yeah. I think they're going for, um, the star Wars games types the third per- and third person I get action it. role playing. That's unfortunate. I was kind of hoping that it was going to be a, a maybe not a you know an MMO like a mass multiplayer yeah, but, but even co-op, co-op. Or, or something along that line. Yeah. Like I just think it would work really well, you know, especially in that world. There's so many like if you think about the Harry Potter universe, like there's so many students in there. Like it it wouldn't be unheard of to just have other students be other players. But it was obviously you're adding online, up. But it was it yeah it was uh, well yeah. But obviously by doing that, you're, you're really, you're really expanding your development and your cost and your game. Like there's so much more that comes with making something that multiplayer accessible compared to a single player experience where you don't have to worry about connectivity and servers and all this stuff. So either way, I, I, I'm excited. I, I want to check it out, but I'm going to wait until I see some reviews. And the thing that I like about the current they or the current age of reviews is we're no longer seeing reviews from you know magazines or you know big companies yeah, that are doing actually, quote unquote yeah. reviews we're seeing actual individual people on youtube or wherever you know doing their personal reviews which is a good and bad thing some people can just hate things for the sake of just they don't like the series or whatever or the developer and they don't like the game because they have a tie to something that's like whatever the case may be there, I, I just find it more informational to have it be an individual person because then you can, you can sit there and you can watch 10 different reviews of individuals and you can kind of really get a, a bigger scale of what this game is going to be like compared to back in <laughs> the older days of gaming when, you know, you had discs and it wasn't all digital. And then the only reviews that you got was from like a Game Informer magazine or something like that that would <laughs> be delivered. And it was just whatever that company thought about it. Right. Two, you know, two and, or three and, screenshots. And yeah. Uh, and it was just yeah. like their score on it. And you just that was all you had. That was fact. Like that's that's the only review. You're like, I guess it's a good game, but it's. It, it kind of falls back in line to why I don't pre-order anymore, just yeah. because we're we're at the point now where. There's so many avenues to figure out if something's for you that it's just worth waiting. Cause even if you, even if you're behind the curve by a week, you know, it's, it's worth waiting to see what people's initial response to the game is until you actually spend that like, you know, $60 to see it for yourself. A lot of the times too, this is one of those things where when this got shown at state of play, I immediately almost thought that it was going to be a PlayStation exclusive. It was just being debuted there. Um, it, there could also be certain features that come only to the PlayStation five. Of course you got different. I, they didn't, I don't think touch on haptics at all or anything. I think there could be definitely some differences and some really cool differences in the way that like they use the PS five and the controller. That being said, mm-hmm. um, this is one of those that, you know, you even saying, hey, I am not as interested in it as I was because it's not multiplayer. This is one of those that I don't know, this could potentially become come to Game Pass and be a hit um, now. Oh, yeah. Maybe not day one, because I would have thought that would have been an announcement by now. But this could be a thing that 
right? Like, um, and a lot of people missed it. Um, but like guardians of the galaxy was out and didn't really catch fire. And then it got on, put on the game pass. And a lot of people were like, Whoa, did I sleep on this game? I actually, I really like guardians. I, I did. And it's on game pass now. So it's one of those things where, um, what a cool, I didn't even know they released it. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a game that was in the works. I saw it get added to game pass uh, and I went, Oh, they made a garden gardens of the galaxy game. I think like I, people missed it too, because I didn't even know because the former one was the, was the, it was just the Avengers and it wasn't that great. I've heard that it's not right. that bad if you go back and play, but that's a prime example of that could have also benefited from being on game pass. Um, but even then it wasn't, yeah, this was, this was like a, in my opinion, a sleeper when it, just because I just found it randomly too. Cause I didn't even know it came out. And then I was like, Oh my gosh, this is really good. And then now it's on game pass too, which is one of those things. Would where, you recommend playing it? Yeah. I think it's a, uh, you know, I know not everybody's going to know it's, it's right. Like honestly, probably potentially what Hogwarts legacy is going to be like, you might not know yeah. all of the insides of everything. Even if you know, you've only seen the movies or only seen parts of the movie, but the, the character development, the, overall world and and graphics and how it's voice acted and stuff is pretty great. Some of the combat like loop in it is repetitive and it's very much so a third person that, but I think it's pretty fun and it's a really, again, doesn't hurt if you already have game pass. Um, yeah, seriously. And that's especially now with game passes, uh, cloud gaming that you, you don't even have to download them. Yeah. You can just start playing them. Like I'm, actually really impressed with how good that feature is. I was a little concerned when they released it, like, you know, just straight up streaming the game via internet. Cause it's like, you know, I don't have my, my Xbox hardwired into my internet. It's just over Wi-Fi, And then you start thinking like, this is a big game. There's a lot going yeah, on. Same, how yeah. good is it going to be? But I will say, I mean, I, I haven't really used that feature a lot, but the times that I have, I've actually been really impressed. So it might be worth me just, trying that one out via game pass and just seeing if it's something that I'd be interested in. Cause I really did enjoy those movies. Yeah. Um, I think, I think game pass is, this is one of the funny things too. There's two things. One thing that's like a kind of like to touch on, which is um, I, cause I don't really know a lot about the new sniper elite, but the new sniper elite five is going to be a day one game pass game, which is a cool get. Yeah. Um, there's been the other sniper elite games on game pass. Um, but for this one to be day one, and then I wanted to talk to you about this day one and you, cause you had brought up streaming too. So we got MLB the show last year, day one on game pass for Xbox for free. Again, yep. I, I, I'm using that in the context too. We're obviously paying for game pass, but the fact of the matter is that I then get this game and a lot of others for free in that pass, right? Like Netflix. Right. And then yeah. the new one also dropped, <laughs> day one for game pass. And not only can I download it to my Xbox, but also I could, if I wanted to, I could stream it from my Xbox. But then the other thing is to exactly what you were talking about. I can just go onto the Xbox app on my PC and stream from the cloud, just do game pass cloud streaming and play the show on my PC, which that's pretty incredible. That's not replicated to my knowledge on the PlayStation side. At least, you know, you can't just have, unfortunately, you you can't just have PlayStation plus and, well, first of all, you don't get the show right with PlayStation plus. Um, no. And then you also just don't get that streaming option either. I guess unless well, you paid for the game, but then you'd be streaming it from your PS4 or your PS5. It's, it, you know, I, I'm pretty sure we talked about this on the last episode <laughs> of clueless cast we did a year ago, but I mean, it's still relevant today. Like PlayStation, PlayStation's kind of sleeping right now. Like Game Pass is killing it. Like not only are they getting brand new titles, you know, day one release, but like just just the category of games that you can play. There's so many games that I play that are just via Game Pass and it just makes sense. Yeah, the variety. It makes sense for me as a consumer. It makes sense for them as a, you know, a developer or a company or whatever, Microsoft or whoever, however the deals are done. But it just makes sense because even if you put a game on Game Pass for a little bit of time, you get players playing it, you get people invested in it, and then if it ever goes off Game Pass, what are those people going to do? If they want to continue to play that game, they're going to buy yeah. it. 
And it, it's nice to be able to have the option of playing these new games that are coming out day one via Game Pass and then deciding from there, kind of like we talked about with reviews, deciding from there if, yeah, I do want to spend money on this and I do want to actually own this piece of content. And PlayStation still, like, yeah, it, PlayStation Plus, you get you get two games for free each month. They're usually games that <laughs> nobody's playing anyway. And if you get a PS5, then you get one extra game for free a month. That's a PS5 exclusive. Their but new, even then, it's their new update where like they have the different like levels of PlayStation Plus. They touted yeah. demos as like a feature, like game demos, meaning probably like you know an hour or two of a game. And I'm just like, I, I just, don't think that to me and personally is like a feature. I, I get the game preview no. being a potential feature, right? You. You get to play five to 10 hours of game. That was actually something that Xbox used to do. They used to have game previews that Mm -hmm. were like game demos that you would have literally access to the full game, but only for five to 10 hours. And then you could get it at a discounted rate through Xbox gold uh, back when gold gold does kind of still exist, but I don't know why you would choose gold over (laughs) game pass. Now it doesn't make any sense. Well, it's the same with PlayStation plus and then um, PlayStation now. I think is oh, what yeah. they is that's their streaming yeah. or streaming service of games. But I just, I don't know, man, it, it, I, I look at what Microsoft's doing and it seems to be working so well for, for, I mean, I don't know how it's working on their side in in terms of like business, but I could imagine if it's still going as strong as it is. I mean, how long have we had game pass now? What? Two, three total, years, something like yeah. that. Like we've had game pass for a while. You would think if it was failing, they would, they it would either slow down or they wouldn't be having day one releases They're and stuff like that. Microsoft, they have the money to pump into it regardless of what it does, so they right. can set it and on a chorus for ten years Sony. from now. Yeah, Sony does too. It's, it's just, the same with like Sony has to, the funds and everything to do it. They just for some reason are not doing well, it, and I I just don't understand. I thought too. I really honestly thought the play was going to be, hey, we get it. We've been late to the party. Even Nintendo's over there selling old games on their, you know, platform, even though they're, you, right. they're making you pay for it. You're not just getting an emulator. You're not just using old back and pat stuff like Xbox. Honestly, too. I did not see that coming for the longest time that, that Xbox was going to be the person that championed backwards compatibility out of all the different companies and made it Seriously. so that you could put yeah. in, I can go put in a 360 disc into my Xbox series X. And if it's a, game that supports it which a lot of library is other a than lot some of them are. games i could just play it on my series x that's that's nuts um why i completely lost my train of thought <laughs> oh yeah no no <laughs> i thought the move was gonna be sony was going to sell you ps1 ps2 ps3 yeah. stuff and basically be like hey we have the answer finally here to game pass this is a one not one to one but this is we're gonna bring our heavy hitters we're going to say, well, hey, what, this, we're going to give you day one yep. to our new games or a reduced cost, because that's the one thing, too. I get it if Sony doesn't want to give up most of what they make their money on, which is honestly at this probably the games for their PS5 that nobody can still buy. Um, <laughs> yep. But well, that's the thing, too. Yeah. That's another thing is they didn't. We, we ta- I think we talked about this last time. We, we said the thing that would make PlayStation now worth it is if they went back to you know, PlayStation one, two, three games that were playable via PlayStation. Now they've, they, they have not done that still. I mean, they have a couple what they, you know, their PlayStation hits yeah, or whatever, but they don't go They're They're streaming, but they also don't go as far back as like, I would like to see, I would like to see some older PlayStation games on there, but then also, you know, we talk about exclusives and one of the benefits, in my opinion, that PlayStation has over Microsoft is I feel like PlayStation has kind of more of the hard hitting exclusives. You know, they, they Gran Turismo. Um, and then you also talk about like uh, The Last of Us, you know, like those types of games that are PlayStation exclusive. But then again, we also hit the point where there was some sort of deal signed between PlayStation and I, I, Steam or I, I'm not really sure who. But we have all those games now on, on PC. Yeah. So PlayStation is, is kind of losing their exclusives, which is kind of the reason that I bought PlayStations. Like I, I didn't, my main source of gaming, at least on consoles has always been Xbox. 
And the PlayStation was a, was a console that I would get eventually way down the release date of the console because eventually they came out with an exclusive that I wanted to play. And at this point with the PlayStation five, I mean, Gran Turismo dropped Gran Turismo seven dropped, but it's kind of not really, it, it hasn't really stirred anything up. Like some people really like it. Some people aren't really a huge fan of it, but it wasn't really like the hard hitting experience of a PlayStation exclusive that you would have expected from a series like Gran Turismo. Like you would, you would have thought people were losing their minds about it and they were before the release. And then it came out and people were just kind of like, yeah, it's a, it's a Gran Turismo. I've played Gran Turismo seven. I think it's graphically beautiful. Makes no sense. Insanely. It was so insanely realistic that my brain in the intro scene, my eyes were telling my brain it was real. That's, and my brain had to keep telling my eyes that this was hey, not this real is, footage. Yeah. So that is amazing. But there's something that PlayStation just like, it's like they do something 90% and then they just kind of forget that last little like oomph of getting it to be that much better than well, it I is feel like it's already. Even, it's funny enough. We were talking about marketing earlier. They sometimes have the opposite problems. So they go through these phases where they have amazing marketing. I mean, some of the yeah. marketing campaigns from my childhood, I'll never forget like the PSP. Oh yeah. And then all the weird Sony stuff, like yep. all the weird baby, the baby mm-hmm. and the PS3 commercial. And they've done some awesome and really good marketing over the years. And then they also have done the opposite at times too, where they lack the ability to market or lack at least getting in front of the right people. We're the target audience. We're literally who should be seeing ads for the show and stuff, but I saw the show. Yeah. I saw the show ad on as a game pass ad. I saw an, an ad for and right. the show as a game pass ad on Twitter or something. And was like, yeah, okay. Like they beat me. Microsoft beat Sony to the punch on advertising their new, the show for me. <laughs> that, that's another thing I will say. Yeah. I mean, talking about the show 22, I don't know what happened with that. Because I have played almost every single show. Actually, I think I have played every single show every year since like 2014. I mean, it's been years I've, I've been playing that series. The show 22 drops. I didn't even know. Yeah, that's I didn't even know until I booted my Xbox and it went, hey, show 22 is Game Pass day one. I'm like, oh, the, they came out with it? Like. Yeah. And like you said, we're in the target audience of people that should be getting those advertisements. And I just. There was nothing advertisements. Like, too, I didn't where see anything on the one end. Like, don't get me wrong. Sony could make the money off of potentially for a person like you that doesn't even know that it exists and has both consoles. They could then go onto the, onto it on game pass and, and get it and then potentially buy stuff through it. Right. Buy yeah. like, like stuff. And Sony's going to make money off of that. But the other end of it is Sony makes se- what? 70 bucks now for a PS five game versus nothing. Yeah. On the other side, now, mind you, there's definitely 15 bucks a month. Th- there's definitely money behind it. Like Microsoft goes and pays a lot of money and, and every deal is different kind of thing that I, who knows what they're paying for, for instance, you know, Sniper mm-hmm. Elite 5 to be on day one. Um, right. And even this kind of thing, who knows what they're paying day one to have these games on their service. But at the same time, what a huge get. And if you don't have to buy it on the one side and I feel like I've made this argument 20 times now, but like, why would you the, definitely yeah. graphically? They look very, I mean, I, I saw the the trailers for the, what showed PS five versus what showed series X footage. And I didn't really see a huge discernible difference in quality. Oh, and then they also now it's on the switch. Um, right. But it looks like MLB, the show 16. <laughs> yeah. It looks like they've gone back in time on that one. Which makes so. sense. But then again, it's also, to, yeah. What, what are you expecting to get out of a switch? I mean, really I expect 4k 60 FPS. Like what can be offered to me on the steam? De- well, actually on the steam, it deck. can't be offered because it's 720, but it is. Um, yeah. But I mean, we, we, I mean, we talked about it all, uh, again. Something else we talked about in the last Clueless cast was with PlayStation with, with, you know, not doing the PlayStation portable. And then now we have steam dropping their steam deck and what's happening with it. I mean, me and you both have put in reserve order for it. And we're months and months and months away from even the initial purchase 
of the product. Yeah. And we reserved this, I, I think over a year ago Yeah, or about a year ago. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, there, there's a market for it. There's people that want this product. And I just, again, it's another thing. Like I, it's, it's no disrespect towards Sony or PlayStation, but I just, I don't understand what they're doing over there I can s- because they, they killed it with the PSP. The fact that you could leave your PlayStation on at home and you could stream the game to your PSP. Yes. And, you know, and you could do all the- on the PSP. And we're not talking the Vitas. Yeah. The Vitas had that, had those features too. The PlayStation, the original one could stream PS3 to your and PSP. What year was this? Oh my gosh. Like how I'm, I'm looking it up. PSP release date was 2005. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think PS3 streaming was day. I don't think it was a day one. I don't on think the, it was on the day firmware one. That was still, the first firmware like, because firmwares were a big thing for the PSP because the firmwares brought a lot of functionality over time to the PSP. Um, as somebody that was, I was into the homebrew scene <laughs> and hacking PSPs and PSVs <laughs> and stuff. Uh, but that, that seriously, I, it's another thing where I'm telling you, if Microsoft nails down a game pass streaming or, you know, game pass streaming on this, on the steam deck, which I know that it would technically compete with its own point, right? It's a, you're buying games on steam and you're, and you can stream them too. Yeah. Uh, to the steam deck. A lot of words that could really overlap here. stream <laughs> steam, but I'm also looking in front of my Elgato stream deck. <laughs> just egging me on, on to say steam. <laughs> but like you bring game pass to the steam deck man that's another thing that just makes i just they were so ahead of the curve so ahead of the curve and then now it feels like people are realizing oh yeah like steam goes oh man people do want to play games portable like they're seeing this success of the nintendo switch yep. and it and you just have sony just sitting on their hands going, well, that, that looks cool. Like, what do you, I, I, I don't understand how you can do something 10 years ago, 10 years ago plus, and, and actually do it at a really good level back then. And you have the technology and the means and the, the, the money to do that nowadays. And they just aren't, I mean, maybe they are nah, behind closed doors. Maybe it's a I, thing, but then again, also they, there's just, if it was a thing, they would have said something. Yeah. By I now. think their, their budget for that kind of stuff is into PSVR two, which looks like it's going to be good. My, my biggest thing is it's still going to be wired. And I don't know because the, the support for the first PSVR was good, but it still wasn't what it needed to be, to be this like a must have no. VR set. No. And, and that's one of the things too with Sony is they, they see there's obviously, you know, it, it's, it's mostly money focused, but at the same time, they just historically continually do that. They continually do something that's really good, really kind of well thought out ahead of its time. And then they either take it away down the line or they just don't implement the feature again. Um, yeah, I don't get it. I, I, I don't understand. I, I really don't because the handheld market is definitely exploding. Um, there's a lot of people talking about the steam deck and how good it is. And you know, it's just at this point, Microsoft is going to come out with their own. I was about to say, well, handheld before that's Sony the does. thing is Microsoft going to, or are they just going to co-op the steam? Deck? Are they going to make a deal with valve to, to have, I mean, cause that's the thing, technically nothing stopping you from, you know, as long as it supports it going and playing your, your PC games on the steam deck. Um, and a lot yeah. of those games that are exclusive quote unquote to Xbox are on both are on both the Xbox and PC. Yeah. So you almost have that. And then on the Sony side, some of them, eventually you will have that too, because you'll have them through coming to steam. So ironically, just, the Steam Deck will be the, one of the best potential PlayStation portable devices. It's just it's it's so backwards to me. Yeah. It makes no that sense. That and through just, uh, through emulation because you can emulate PSP yeah. and PSP. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, you know, Sony, you got you guys got to do something. You did it backwards. You did it. You did it too early, and then you just gave up. 
And it's just disappointing because I know that if, if with the means and, and how they kind of operate now, if they were to give it another shot, I think it would be a really good they system. Can make a killer. I mean, it was good back in it, it you know, pre 2010, it was good. I know the, the PS Vita too is still sought after there's, there's people that still seek after the, like the yeah. new ones, uh, like new in box. And then there's rare, rarer ones. Um, and definitely too it, it's one of those things where the 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 last one that they made the amoled is like a really it looks amazing it sounds okay but and then it graphically was way ahead of its time for you know mm-hmm. when it was made so a lot of its graphics hold up so that's the thing it's like they they, they did all of the work basically and then um had a couple goes at it and it went uh this isn't our this isn't our biz yeah had you know it didn't it didn't do as good as they might have initially projected it to do and they just went nah it's just not worth it but like the thing that i don't want is just like it's just like they don't pay attention to what's happening now like do you guys not realize what's happening now now is the time to do it again and they don't they're they're doing playstation now which is not now that's <laughs> playstation then it's later <laughs> It's PlayStation then, and it, it's not now. So yeah, I don't know, man. They, now, they really not PlayStation then. PlayStation needs to come back now. <laughs> like, they really got to wake up. But I mean, there's we the, the, yeah the, to kind of switch it up. There's there's some games coming out this year. Like we already talked about Hogwarts. I think they said yeah. holiday of this year that's coming out. Um, Saints Row. The new Saints Row. I know. I think again, that's another thing that I'm pretty sure we talked <laughs> about sure last time. Did, yeah, but that actually has a release date now, August 23rd of this year. Uh, I'm actually kind of excited for it. I mean, I'm not as excited as you know maybe I should be. I mean, I did enjoy the Saints Row series, but I got to be honest. When it started to get to Saints Row Four, it started to kind of fall off for it's me a all, little bit. It's all like, over the top and that's all I expected. I expect out of it now. And I think this new one's supposed I to just, be a little bit more grounded, but at the same time, I don't think it's, I hope so. Yeah, I don't, I hope they go a little more grounded because I really, really, when I first, I remember getting a Xbox 360 and playing the first saints row yeah. for the first time. And I was like, this is so good. Like this is, it's, it's different enough from GTA that I don't feel like I'm playing a GTA knockoff but it was, it was done in a good enough fashion that I enjoyed the content. Yeah. And I was like, this is actually really nice. And I want to play this. Saints Row 2 came out, same thing. Really enjoyed it. Three, I was like, okay. Getting strange. Like some things are getting weird. But for the most part, I can kind of <laughs> kind of see where this is coming from. And then four for me was just <laughs> yeah, like, they, this yeah. is just, I don't even know what is going on anymore. I have no clue. So... I'm hoping that this new one's going to be a little more grounded. I mean, I would like to find a balance between like two and three. Like I did enjoy some of the aspects of three with, with the kind of unrealistic weapons and and stuff like that. But I enjoyed the more realism of the, the originals than I did the later versions of the absolute over the top ridiculous stuff, because it just got to the point where I was like, I'm just, Maybe it was my age too compared to what their market was, but I just was like, this is just, there's so many jokes and, and things that they're doing in the game where I was like, this is just not what I want yeah. in a game. Yeah. 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 So Saints Row, August 23rd of this year, Hogwarts, uh, the end of this year. And then another game that we don't have a release date for, but me and you both all the trailer for uh truck world yeah australia truck world australia looks pretty cool it's uh it looks amazing it, it, it looks like what we kind of i don't because it, it's here's the thing it's one of those things where there's certain things you want out of what you play most right a lot of us play mm-hmm. ats and the like yep and we just want like to get out of the cab or do you know certain stuff and there are ways to do that kind of thing but to actually see this kind of stuff implemented, that was what the reveal trailer showed. It showed like, yeah, you can be in the cab, you can use all the buttons, everything works as well as you can get out and you can, you know, make sure your load is ratcheted down and stuff. I think that's really cool to actually get you out of the cab and, and have some of that experience. Yeah. I, you know, I don't think you can replicate what SCS has done unless you have 15, 20 years under your belt of doing exactly yeah. what SCS has done. But um, I still think it's good because I think there's, it's good to have 
multiple games out there uh, that compete in a space because that means that then we potentially get some of these features implemented into ATS or ETS down the road, or, you know, at least we get to see somebody else take a, and then in Australia, which is, that's exciting. It's exciting to to be able to drive um, the screenshots have like road trains and stuff. So I am excited to see that kind of thing. So it's, it's, it's yeah, like, like you said, it's good to have competition, you know, like it's always good to have a, a, a competitor. I don't know if this one's going to be a direct competitor. I don't think to, I was just bringing it up because of course, you know, I mean, it's just good to have a game in that space to kind of like maybe, cause I think companies like SCS, as much as they are, you know, they've been doing this for a long time and they're continuously updating ATS a lot and they're adding a lot of cool new stuff at the same time. I think they get complacent. You know, because there isn't really an alternative. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Oh, you want to drive a truck? What are you going to do? They're the play? only ones that do it, essentially. So I think this will be a good thing to kind of get them out of their comfort zone a little bit to be like, hey, we actually have, you know, some of the things that we've been getting in our community messages about getting out of the truck and all this stuff. Like, there's a game out there doing that now. So maybe now's the time that we should look at doing that ourselves. So that might be a good push. I'm also a little concerned about this truck world just because. Like you said, they haven't been around as long as SCS, but they they have a good core concept, but I just hope that they expand on it in the right way and not just kind of limit it to being just kind of this gimmicky thing of like, yeah, we made everything in the cab, you know, pressable or or flippable or you can get out of the truck. But then like the kind of the core concept of the game is just not really there. Right. It doesn't matter if everything's interact, if you can interact with everything, if the rest of the world isn't there and, and fleshed out. And that's, that's yeah. the thing that, so that's, we all want, that's a concern, but I mean, it's definitely one to keep an eye on. If you're interested in trucking simulators, if you played ATS, then definitely keep an eye on truck world, Australia. I know I'm going to be uh, trying to see if I can get updates on it anywhere I can. And, and I mean, I don't know what their projected release date is, but hopefully soon. Yeah. I would really like to check it out. I think, I think they're still a TBA, um, like a to be announced yeah, release. It just date. says coming soon. Um, another, well, one that was recently announced that is a TBA is actually from 11 bit studios that I had my eye on because I saw the trailer for it. And I was like, yeah, sign me up. Um, so 11 bit did, um, beat cop back in the day, played that, love that. Uh, I've also done this war of mine and Frostpunk and a couple other things. Um, Frostpunk two is supposed to be a big, new game from them that a lot of the studio efforts are going towards, but then they're also doing a thing called South of the circle, which is a narrative game in the cold war and has like all these different life choices. I just really like 11 bit. They make really cool Mm -hmm. indie games. And I think that something that's more story based, not that their other ones aren't, they are, um, but something that kind of has the art style that they were showing off and everything gets me excited i love this kind of thing it, it reminds me of a lot of the annapurna published games um and yeah. uh oh funny enough actually game pass another game pass recommendation kentucky route zero is on game pass now as well and i played that recently and liked that um and it, is that the uh live action one no it's not a live action game it's a mixed um uh, it's a, it's, it's more of a story driven text-based game, but it's, it's, it's graphical. I know that sounds weird, mm. but it has graphics. They're mostly simple and they're mostly, um, yeah, yeah but it does go in like three, it's like 2.5 D, right? It's got depth to it. I guess some of the worlds right. definitely do have full depth and full 3d, but, um, yeah, it's a real, it's a really unique thing. Cause that game came out over time. That game came out with chapters, right? And it was developed, right? Like how the old Telltale games used to be. So to get it full and then it's also like the TV version. So I think it also, you can install it on your Xbox and play it on the console too. It's pretty cool. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of exciting stuff. Um, in the next year, Stray, but we, there was no update on Stray. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really hoping that gets released. I was, the, the concept seemed really interesting. Uh, when they announced it before the release of the PlayStation five and uh, it was, it was touted as being one of the release games like PlayStation exclusive release games. And unfortunately just, you know, with everything that's happened the past two years, it it has not come out. Um, they do say on their website that it, it, it still says 2022. There's no date, 
but hopefully it does actually come out this year. I, that, that's it, it seems like such a simple concept game, but it also seems I'm, I'm very interested in checking it out. And yeah, hopefully they get that out this year. That'd be nice. Yeah, I'm excited for that, too. I, I'm liking more. I'm just trying to try as many different games as possible. And that that seems well, one, I mean, you get to play as a cat. That's cool. But it's like right up my alley. Like I, I like. Yeah just stuff turned on its head or, you know, these different stories that are able to be told because it's exactly the thing, right? It's like indies. I don't know. They have this, they have a variety to them that the the main market usually doesn't. Right. And that's what right. I feel like we're just in such an awesome time for gaming in that way. Yeah. Some of it's terrible. Some of it is awful. Everybody's trying to make a free to play Fortnite knockoff Fortnite yep. <laughs> knockoff <laughs> that, they can make a, a crap ton of money on and, you know, do the least amount of work to do. But I think with things um, visually like the, like unreal engine five, like we're going to see a lot of things that are, that are way more fully realized quicker too. Yeah. I think project wise, and that excites me. Um, I just at the same time, just don't want everything to be a bunch of asset flips in the steam store, but yeah, yeah. That's problems on, I, every, I, on every platform. That's true. Yeah. And I, I, I'll say that I think one of the biggest pushes for me to play these games that I might not have considered a couple of years ago has honestly been Game Pass. Yeah, same. I mean, I know we just talked about Game Pass forever, <laughs> but to go back to it, like Game Pass offers you these games where like, yeah, I might, they seem somewhat interesting. It's just before it was like, I don't want to spend $30, $20 on this game that I just, I'm, it seems somewhat interesting, you know, like I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to actually really enjoy it or not. And game pass has given me the freedom to be able to be like, well, this seems interesting. Yeah. I'll download this and try it. Yeah. And that's been really nice because it's actually opened me up to, like you said, like games that are kind of different or smaller developers or just kind of a different concept like uh, me and you both played 12 minutes yeah that was on game pass that was a really out of the box game something that i probably would have looked at the uh release you know trailer and pictures and stuff and been like yeah that's that seems pretty interesting but probably wouldn't have wanted to spend the money on purchasing the game so i'm glad it was available via game pass so yeah i again game pass it's just it's just worth it it's just at, at all avenues, it's worth it to spend 15 bucks a month for the, the ultimate. That's that's if you want to even play things on your PC. Say, if that's you don't everything. even want to play yeah, things you on your PC, that, yeah. then you're spending 10 bucks a month on your console to play. I, I don't even know how many games. I, do, I honestly don't know how many games are in Game Pass. A lot. And the, the variety of the games that are on Game Pass, too, is just that's what really makes it worth it because you have the opportunity to go. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not quite sure about this game, but why not? Why not try it out? Yeah, and everything coming from Microsoft, too, is a huge thing, right? I mean, they continue to buy stuff. Um, yeah. I hope they don't buy the entire you know game industry out. Basically, they, they kind of <laughs> already have bought a lot of big players out. That's my one thing when I when I hear certain stuff about. um like Kona or like Kojima, sorry. Um, I think, I think he's potentially going to be locked down to PlayStation. Um, mm-hmm. and that would make sense. That would be a relationship that would honestly, logically make sense. The history that he has with PlayStation. Um, it's almost like thinking that Gran Turismo would be on anything else as the same as, as like Metal Gear and some of those games. But at the same time, I'm glad that Death Stranding came to PC. Um, I haven't played the director's cut, which has released more recently on PC. Um, and I kind of want to, but yeah, it's one of those things where, man, the offering, um, on game pass and then just the options of games that we have today in general compared to the one or two that you would get in a summer back when we were kids. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like there, it, it's, it's the backwards problem of there's too many games now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have enough time to play all the games I want to play because there's just too many games. And there's, and there's so many good ones too. That's the one thing too. We, we can be as hard as we want on Sony or any of these companies. They can, they, they, they still produce some of the best things out there. Right. 
So oh, yeah. just with the fact that like, it's a, it's a prime example of when they want to make the best stuff, when they want to make the best console or they want to make the best game out there, they can do it. You know, they can, they, you, if you put your mind to it, you can do it. And it's proof though. Like, um, I just wish Sony would, would give us the answer to game pass and yeah, give us, and I kind of wish we would get a little bit more news about more PlayStation exclusives. Yeah. Because at this point, like I do own a PlayStation five, but honestly, I rarely boot it because there's just no point. Like I, I, I don't have PlayStation now because I just don't see a purpose in, in getting it. I end up playing mainly everything off my Xbox uh, and it's off a of game pass. And I just, I don't know. It's, it's, I just feel like PlayStation's in a law right now. And I think they're kind of using the opportunity of consoles being hard to get as like the time just, just like, Hey, let's kind of just skate by until we have something going on until people actually get more people get their hands on these consoles. And then we can actually start kind of, you know, releasing more of these, uh, PlayStation exclusives. Like we, we've gotten no news from naughty dog about what, what they're working on next. Um, I mean, they've already said that they, they've ended the Uncharted series, unfortunately. I am assuming The Last of Us Part 2 was the last of the Last of Us series, <laughs> of but I, I don't know. The Last of The Last of Us? I don't know. That'll be the next Hopefully game. Hopefully not. The Last of The Last of Us. <laughs> I mean, it's just... I want to see some more exclusives. I mean, as much as I don't particularly like exclusives, I think Sony Sony's choice and getting exclusives for the PlayStation has always been really good. Cause like in the past with the PlayStation four and the PlayStation three, like those exclusives that came out for those consoles have always been yeah, like the ones they've like Naughty Dog yeah. is, is, is just a killer company. Like they are just, they absolutely just kill it with any game that they make for the most part. So I just, just, it just kind of sucks. Like right now, I mean the, the, the two best things on the PlayStation five right now is Astro's play room, right, a day <laughs> which is one. the game you get for free yeah, a day one for buying in, the yeah. PlayStation five. Yep. And then, um, I Gran Turismo seven. I mean, besides that, there's not really much kind of pushing me to, well, to and it's not, turn on right, my PlayStation. And it's not, not on other things. I mean, um, we got horizon forbidden West and that came to, and I still have a PS4 pro and now does it look like what the, right. what I've seen from the PS5? No, not at all. The the, yeah. the screenshots and and the visuals I've seen from the PS5 or Horizon Forbidden West look up. It just looks yeah, it's right like you with Grand Turismo. You're just like, how do they actually even do this? How is this? Yeah, it doesn't even. But it's it's still on other stuff, and it and it will come eventually. Also, I at least I assume based on the track record of now some of these Sony studio um, run things are coming to PC, at least eventually like it for in West in a year or two. And if it does, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know that it'll push me to. Um, yeah. It, it, it just seems to, it's okay that there's not, you know, an overabundance of PS5s right now because there's not an overabundance of games. There's not right really now. a need for it. Yeah. Like I would say if I could, if I could go back in time, I probably wouldn't purchase a PS five when I did. Um, and just wait just until there was like, a, a killer app that you needed to get. Yeah, Like, yeah. like a really, really good reason. And, and even if I wasn't like, if I was somebody that didn't own a PS five and I was wanting one now, uh, I would, I would think about what I actually want it for. And I know a lot of people are like, well, Gran Turismo seven, but you can still get Gran Turismo seven on your PlayStation four. You don't need a PlayStation five. Obviously it runs a lot better on a PlayStation five, but besides that, like I, I I would say just it's okay to not have one because there's really not that big of an incentive. If anything, if I was looking for a new, one of the newer consoles to purchase, I would either pick up a series S or a series X and spend 10 bucks a month on game pass and not only have a console that, you know, can run games fairly well. Uh, but to have a library of hundreds of games to download for 10 bucks a month and be able to expand your library tenfold 
off of just Game Pass alone. This episode of the Completely Clueless cast is brought to you by Xbox Game Pass. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Seriously, really, I know. It seems like an advertisement. It really does, but I mean, just, it really was not. And it, it has not it, been. It's just, if it was, it just is so it, good. It just is. I just, it's just, as, as soon as I signed up for Game Pass, I, I mean, yeah, I still buy games, but honestly, like on my console, since I signed up for Game Pass, I'd say I've purchased maybe three games. Yeah, same. Yeah, maybe three games. <laughs> it's it just everything's on Game Pass. And like, you know, if, if you're Dude, a lot of it's, it's good, it's good. And it's just it's variety. And then you're getting and when there's not a good game on Game Pass or you've played all the ones that you're interested in. You get news about a day one drop coming soon, like Sniper Elite 5, um, the show 22, you know, just there's, there's just, it's just, it's just worth it. Like, it just doesn't make sense how Microsoft is doing it and they're doing it so well and they're doing it at such a good price point. Like, I mean, you're at this point, Game Pass is cheaper than Netflix. Yeah. I think there is a price hike coming soon, but yes. Which I right, would like so, but then again, <laughs> even if they move the ten dollar up to fifteen and the fifteen up to twenty, fifteen bucks, twenty bucks a month for the amount of content and you know that you can get out of Game Pass, it's worth. It's still worth it. Microsoft, pay us. <laughs> yeah, please. I'll. I mean, it's just it's just so good, and and when you see the comparison to the competition, which is Sony and the PlayStation, you just realize that. Microsoft is doing everything right currently, it seems, and I don't get the same feeling about yeah, Sony. They, and they, unfortunately, and what they do is they flip and flop. This happens in inter console generation as yeah. well as per console generation at times, right? With Sony, I mean, a prime example is the PS3 was essentially dead on arrival. Like the oh, PS, man. nobody thought that the PS3 long term was going to to have not only the staying power. That it did, yeah. but also the the catalog that it did, as well as just in general, mm-hmm. turn itself around. Um, while the Xbox 360 was off at, and early to the gates as well, but then every one of them red ringed. Not every one of them, but a lot of you know, <laughs> a it, lot of them. It did. had essentially a a second chapter that had a lot of failures. Basically, um, still, obviously, I, I I look back at that era very fondly, though. The, I mean, that's the one thing too that like. I don't, I will say that about the, the Xbox versus the PlayStation. I know that the new UI, there's a different UI for the PS5. I know that it's still mostly very, you know, cross media barish, right? Um, it's still tied to that legacy. Um, yeah. And I don't love, I don't love the UI on the Xbox, but at the same time, um, we could really use some type of update to like how we interact with a lot of different UIs. And specifically, I feel like these consoles, like there's sometimes where I'm just like, it's dumb or they changed it. Why do we have to now go to a menu to power off? Why can't we just, you know, there's, there's that level, I think of that kind of stuff. But, um, my, my biggest gripe with the PlayStation five is I miss like, you would, you used to be able to hold the PlayStation button on the PS4 and just go to, and then it would bring up the power options. And now you tap it and it brings up the little bar and then you move over it. And it's just, it's just little stuff like that. Like steps for no reason. Yeah. The Xbox UI isn't the best thing ever, but once you kind of figure it out, like, and also once you kind of utilize some of the tools that they don't really tell you are there, like (laughs) pinning things, like pinning things to your home. Like once you kind of figure that stuff out for the most part, the UI is pretty good. Yeah. It's also, and then you switch over to PlayStation and it's just for me, I think between the two, I do prefer the Xbox UI a little bit more. PlayStation's PlayStation's is good and it's simple and it works. And the thing that I don't like is there's a lot of things in other things. You know, yeah. there's a lot of settings in other settings. And it's just like, I don't want to have to dig through something to try to find something that I'm looking for. I just want to have it presented to me there. But then again, the same argument could be made for Microsoft as well. Um, I guess it's just a matter of like, I mean, you know what? Let's be honest. At least Xbox 
isn't what it was around the time they made the uh, the whole Avatar. Oh, <laughs> the whole, like, yeah. uh, <laughs> that was hands down the absolute worst <laughs> UI. And then they went to the whole tile like Windows was, thing. Yeah. And it was just horrifically horrible. The Avatars were pointless. But at least it's better. Yeah, I liked the blades. I thought the blades were pretty cool on the 360. But... Yeah. They also, you want to talk about, they, they have the opposite problem. Sony, not Sony's just like, we don't want to do it. And Microsoft's like, we need to hold on to all this old stuff. So that's why like the interface for like, if you use the old legacy, like guy, it's like 15 frames per second on the series yeah. X. They've like <laughs> held on to stuff that they should have never held on to too basically and while sony on the other side is like hey we need to like burn our past we can't know they can't know that we did all these different things that yeah uh, completely redo it just completely redo it throw out the old stuff but yeah i will say with with this is just a completely random tangent but i was just thinking about it i would just the one thing that i do kind of miss about gaming i don't miss that games were physical you know i don't miss having discs around and cases and stuff. Same. I do like the fact that everything's digital. But one thing that I do miss about that era of the 360 and the PS3, I do miss midnight releases. Yeah. I well, that, and like just proper something that, midnight releases. Yeah. Yeah. Proper midnight release. Like I just, there's something about that atmosphere where you, you know, like I remember going to the GTA five yeah, midnight same. release in 2013 and you're just, you're standing in line, which sucks. But at the same time, like you hear all the conversations of everybody around you, just excited for the same thing that you're excited for. You're all there for the same reason. You're all, you know, like, you know, everyone there is going to go home and not sleep all night because they're going to be playing this game. Like, it's just, it's a cool environment. It was always really fun and enjoyable to do. And it's just, it sucks that that part of gaming is just never going to be a thing ever again. Like, I'm glad I got to experience it when I did. And I'm kind of glad that discs are gone because you can no longer ruin a game accidentally right. by scratching the yeah, disc. Right. But it's just that that like community of people getting together for like a cause of a game. I did I do miss that. Yeah, I mean, there are aspects of old gaming that I miss, but I would say most of everything that we're doing now is is better. Uh E3 was canceled. Um uh, permanently basically uh at least like oh. physical it's not happening and then also After it's not happening digital what happened yeah um yeah so that's unfortunate it is I, I think it's something that that i always associated to with like the big news that came out of but at the same time we have different stuff now right like you said like we've moved on in terms of ways that that games get even announced um we're just everybody's just watching that stuff at home i i wish yeah. i i miss when games were finished, when you got them, because the, well, they yeah, had to another because they too, were on yes. a disc. Um, yeah, absolutely. But we also still yeah, you couldn't oh, do the updates. We saw that transition though, because I mean, even in uh, the PS3, we saw where you it, online updates for games yep. and, and the 360 yep. too. So like, we saw the transition happen from from even still having discs, but then still like, having updates. Uh, it's just yeah, the the going back to PS one and PS two and knowing the game that you had was the game you had. That's just what it was. Yeah. And if there was something broken in the mission, it was always broken. It was never fixed. (laughs) Everything was always early access when it was that old. In a way. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You got what you got and that's it. There's no fixing anything. So, but yeah, I, um, I hope everyone enjoyed the Microsoft versus Sony clueless. Yeah, not intentional. Uh, Not intentional at all. Next episode, we won't talk about video games. Well, we'll we won't, but it won't be. Okay, we won't, won't but we won't spend the entire episode talking. And okay, how about this? We might talk about video games. Let's try to not talk about Game Pass. (laughs) Well, it might be hard because that might be what we're playing. It might be difficult, but we can try. We might be playing something that's on Game Pass. This was an hour-long advertisement for Game Pass. We're not sponsored. It's just just worth it. Um, I mean, in regards to that, Life is Strange True Colors is on Game Pass now, which is crazy. Uh, I I haven't played any of those. I'm kind of... I, I might go try them. I also... You kind of intrigued me with the Guardians of Gal- uh, the Galaxy game because i think i saw you playing that on yeah, xbox it's, it's one good. day and i was like huh it's good i mean it's a third person you know action game uh 
It's good. I, I might check it out. I think, uh, I think like you said, there's almost any, anything for anybody on game pass this episode. No, I'm just going <laughs> to plug it again. No, no, we're not. Um, I did, like I said, uh, you know, follow us on Twitter. Um, go to the yes. website, get your podcast where you get podcasts. Clueless underscore cast. And then you can find social media links and podcast links at cluelesscast.com. And then if you have a subject that you would like us to talk about, you can either tweet us or you can send us an email at cluelesscast at gmail.com. Yeah. And hopefully we can make these. Yes. More than once a year. A, a little bit more than once a year. <laughs> We do, we do really enjoy making these podcasts. And, uh, I was talking to Zach the other day, uh, about the fact that pretty much every single time me and him get into a call together, it turns into a podcast because we always end up having these subjects that we want to talk to each other about. Then we end up just talking about them for so long. And then long. they go into tangents. And then exactly by the time we're like, done, yeah, we're yeah, like, yeah. we should have just recorded that. We could have just yeah. recorded that and that would have been a podcast. So we, we, we like doing it. We want to do it more. Um, but of course, you know life is balance. And, uh, there's a lot of things that, you know, we're doing thing where, you know, we're trying to get content out and, and live our personal lives as well. So we're going to try to do more and we appreciate everyone sticking around for so long between these, these gaps in, uh, episodes. Yeah, appreciate but, the people that have, as well as the people that have already like reviewed it and like it, you know, yes. like, yes, thank you. Greatly appreciate the fact that, um, you've come over here to listen to us talk about, I mean, the stuff that we enjoy anyways, but it's, it's been fun and I'm trying to make it a little more often. And hopefully anything. that's the goal. I mean, that is the goal. That is the goal. We'll see if we can do it. We'll see if life doesn't stop us from doing it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for yeah. coming along. We'll talk to you next yep. time. See you guys next time.